0: الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله رب العالمين والعاقبه المتقين ولا عاقبه واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له رب العالمين واشهد ان سيدنا ونبينا محمدا عبده ورسوله المبعوث Allah للعالمين صلى الله تعالى عليه وعلى اله واصحابه طيبين ومن تبعهم باحسان الى يوم اما بعد my dear, respected brothers and sisters in Islam assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi barakatuh. Alhamdulillah, we are continuing with the different pearls of the Quran, beautiful advices that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has revealed in His book, and we had come to ayat number 136, Surah Al Imran, where in Allah Subhanahu wa Taala we covered a couple of few topics, a couple of topics yesterday, uh, going over these ayat. We started from Turhamun, Obedience to Allah and obedience to the Rasul of Allah Both are necessary And the, the, the importance of following the Sunnah of Rasulullah Then further we talked about the competition That Allah Ta'ala mentions That we should compete with one another To acquire the forgiveness from Allah And then the, the qualities of the muttaqin moving forward Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, is speaking about the battle of Uhud and uh, there are many different ayats for talking about different aspects of the battle of Uhud here um, we don't have time to go over all of them but a few of them we can discuss inshallah tonight and some of the lessons uh, that are there for us as well Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this battle uh, this is the battle that took place uh the second battle in islam after the battle of badr and um few ayats uh before allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the battle of badr allah bi wa antum that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who sent down his divine aid in the battle of badr when the muslims were in a very difficult situation only 313 facing Uh, an enemy of 1,000 that was uh, um, armed to the teeth and was uh, well equipped whereas there were 313 without any soldiers without any weapons and uh, barely any weapons barely any rides a few couple of horses, couple of camels and the rest were on foot as they went out to go and get there Stolen property back from a caravan. They were not prepared for battle, and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala made it turn into a battle, as He wanted to manifest His help for them, and send down the angels. And that is the Yomul Furqan, the Day of the Criterion, where Allah Subhanahu wa Taala established the supremacy of the truth over falsehood. However, the Battle of Uhud, the second battle, is a different story. Altogether, this was a a lesson, a very difficult lesson. Bitter lesson That uh, everyone learned And it is a lesson for us till today That if there is Any negligence In obeying The commands of Rasulullah Then that victory Which is in the hand And which is almost accomplished Can turn into defeat And turn into a lot of pain And sorrow And that is exactly what happened In the battle of Uhud even though uh, the Sahaba uh, they did not intentionally disobey the order of Rasulullah but there was a an, uh, misunderstanding and yet uh, because of the outward uh, non-compliance with the order of Rasulullah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala changed the battle from victory into defeat so as we might recall from studying the Sirah when we were children in school or otherwise if you have read the seed of Rasulullah, we would be aware of the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala initially was granting victory to the believers and they were advancing forward and overcoming the enemy. But what happened is when Rasulullah advised fifty of his sahaba to guard the pass in the rear and he assigned them to stand on and climb up on a little hill, Jabal al Rumat, which till today bears the name of the Hill of the Archers. And they were supposed to guard the rear so that the Mushrikeen cannot come from the back and attack the Muslim army. But when they saw that the Muslims are victorious and they felt the battle was over, and even though Rasulullah had told them, Do not move from your position until you hear directly from me. um. Then they did not listen to their commander Who told them, remain here And 40 of them, they left their post And only 10 remained So Khalid ibn Walid, Anhu Later on became a Sahabi At that point, he was on, on the Mushrikeen side He noticed that gap of, in the defenses And he brought some cavalry and some horsemen uh, Who came around the, from the back And unfortunately those 10 Sahaba became Shahid Who were left there and uh, he fell upon the Muslims from the rear, and the Muslims were attacked from both sides. And that victory turned into a resounding uh, defeat, and many of them became Shaheed at that point, including Musa ibn Umayya, anhu the flag bearer of the Muslim army, the Mu'allimu Ahl al Madina, the one Rasulullah had sent to Medina to teach the Sahaba Islam before the migration and before the Hijrah, and Sayyid al Shuhada. Of course, the leader of all the martyrs, Hamza ibn Abdul Muttalib Ta'ala anhu, he met his end as well. And Rasulullah himself was wounded severely and such that the enemies were able to reach him physically up to him, despite the fact that so many sahaba were guarding him and were and were ready to lay down their lives to defend Rasulullah. Yet there were so many attackers that they actually reached the noble person in the body of Rasulullah and they struck him with the sword on his noble face Allahu Akbar and what a horrific crime to strike the Prophet of Allah on his face Na'udhu Billahi Na'udhu Billahi the protection of Allah and uh, in any case because of the um, the force of the blow then the chain mail armor and the links of that, it penetrated the cheek of Rasulullah, and went into his gums, and his tooth came out, and his tooth became Shaheed. Uh and his face was fl- the blood was flowing out from the wound. Allah Akbar and the and Rasulullah at this moment the most uh, he word of complaint, the maximum words that escaped from his lips was كَيْفَ يُفْلِحُ قَوْمٌ شَجُّوا وَجْهَ نَبِيِّهِمْ How can such people ever be successful when they have bloodied the face of their Prophet? Allah So much sacrifices Rasulullah personally and the Sahaba anum gave for the deen of Islam because this is the sunnah of Allah subhanahu wa taala that the deen of Allah subhanahu wa taala will come alive through the sacrifice and without sacrifices nothing can come into existence the deen of Islam will not come into existence and because this is the system of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala even his most beloved Habib salallahu wa sallam, had to undergo sacrifice And even the Sahaba who were so beloved to Allah under, had to undergo great sacrifices and then Rasulullah wa was taken away and uh, he was uh, um, uh, taken away from the battlefield to rest because he was losing blood and he was wounded and then the rumor spread amongst the Sahaba that the Prophet of Allah has uh, been killed and this was such a great tragedy for them that they many of them lost hope and they said what is the point of living now We, uh, our Prophet is dead and some of them were uh, crazed with fear, some of them could not register the news, uh, this was a false news, it was a rumor that spread and this created even more havoc. So, seventy Sahaba radhiyallahu became shaheed, and uh, it was a, 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 a great, great tragedy. But till the day of judgment, this is a reminder for us, and it's a lesson for us to learn that if we do not follow the Sunnah of Rasulullah then we cannot expect the help from Allah subhanahu wa taala, and. This is despite the fact that Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is physically present amongst them. This is despite the fact that Abu Bakr, Umar, Uthman, Ali are present there. Uh, yet the help of Allah was uplifted. So imagine in our situation today uh, when we have not only made one mistake in understanding or some misunderstanding that you know the Sahaba in that case they thought yes the command of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is there not to move but that is only as long as the battle lasts. Now the battle is over so the command is over, expired that is a mistake in the judgment they made that is not the case nowadays intentionally knowingly with full knowledge uh, we continue to abandon the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu not only the sunnahs even the faraid, even the obligations and we are flagrantly violating the commandments of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and yet uh, we expect the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is why we are in the situation we are in throughout the world and the Muslims are being beaten up by Uh, The enemies of Islam In in every corner of the world May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allow us to wake up from our slumber And our deep sleep And um, bring us up From the depths of disgrace Back onto the pinnacle of glory Uh, But this will not happen Until we change our own ways May Allah ta'ala allow us to wake up So this is the battle of Uhud In brief And there are a few ayat Pertaining to this battle that I will cover tonight insha'Allah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is consoling The sahaba radiyallahu anhu ajma'in uh, of their, uh, After they face these losses In ayah 139 Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says Ba'da ana a'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajim Wa la tahinu Wa la tahzanu Wa antum al In kuntum mu'minin." So La tahinu Do not become weak Wa la tahzanu And do not grieve do not become weak and do not grieve you know after suffering these losses Allah Ta'ala is consoling the Sahaba saying don't be full of grief don't uh, grieve وَأَنْتُمُ and you will be superior you will have the upper hand In kuntum provided you are true believers Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala is saying that if you are true believers and you fulfill the dictates of Iman and that is obedience to Allah and obedience to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam then eventually you will have the upper hand Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala will grant you victory you will be superior over your enemies in kuntum mu'mineen as long as you are true believers and this uh, promise from Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala is not limited to the Sahaba but rather is general and inclusive of all eras afterwards as Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala does not change the power of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala does not diminish or decrease that is against the definition of what Allah is, against the basic concept we have regarding Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as what is even the name of Allah, uh, it goes against that as the the meaning of the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As Imam Raqib Asfahani, he defines the term Allah in kitab al tarifat He says, Allah <laughs> hu alamun al wujud al-mustajma' lijami'i Sifat sifatil kamal al an he says allah is the proper noun and the proper name it is the alam meaning the proper name because allah subhanahu taala has different names of attributes asma ul sifat and allah is his proper name and he is the proper name of that being li for that being wajib al who's necessarily existent meaning his existence is necessary for any other existence For anything else to come into existence, it requires the pre-existence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Without the existence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, nothing else can come into existence. And there is no concept of any existence without his pre-existence. This is the meaning of wajib al-wajud, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is always existent, always was present. There is no time in the past or in the future when Allah is not there. Allah is always there, eternally there. Azali abadi, Allah ta'ala is always there and always will remain there. So that is the wajib al-wajud Al-mustajmi'i li jami'i al kamal Who encompasses all of the attributes of perfection All of the attributes of perfection Are belonging to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He is the all hearing, all seeing, all knowing The most just, the most merciful uh, The provider, the nourisher He is the most merciful Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He has all of the beautiful attributes of perfection Allahu Akbar uh, we can continue to sing the praises of Allah glorify Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah ta'ala says all of the pens of the seven, of the jungles of the world and all of the ink of the seven oceans of the world and sab'atu abhur Allah ta'ala mentioned seven oceans of the world if you continue to write the praises of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and glorify Allah Ta'ala Then all the pens and the pencils From all the trees of all the jungles in the world would finish And the ink of the seven oceans would finish The Atlantic Ocean is turned into ink The Pacific Ocean is turned into ink The Indian Ocean All of these oceans are turned into ink And the ink would finish But the praises of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala will never finish So al That being who has all the attributes of perfection Al-Munazah Who is free and pure of from Min at From any change when Nuqsan wa-Zawal Any decrease Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, is, is free from any decrease In His power, in His qudra, in any of His attributes There is never any decrease in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who made this promise in the past Is the same Allah today And is the same Allah tomorrow Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not changed Allah Ta'ala's power has not diminished or decreased in any sh- way shape or form What has happened is we have changed And Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala says Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala will never change the condition of a people That the beautiful bounties he has given And the fadl he has given And the prosperity he has given And uh, the health and wealth and iman and a'mal And tawfiq and guidance and barakah that he has given and happiness that he has given he will continue to shower his blessings أنفسهم, until people themselves change their behavior until they no longer deserve the blessings from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take away the blessings so this is a warning for us Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says wa antum in Ayah 139 you will remain superior over all of your enemies Inkuntum mu'minen, provided you are true believers. Allah muja Allah mu'mineen Muchlisien Mahsinin Mutakin. May Allah Ta'ala make us true believers with ihsan and taqwa and make us among the beloved ones of Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala and grant victory to the Muslims throughout the world. And then in the next ayah in ayah one forty, Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala says Iam saskum karma karham mithru. Subhanallah. Um saskum karhan. If you are afflicted by wounds, then your enemy, the opposing people, they have also been afflicted by wounds. Alright? So you are wounded, so you are not the only one wounded. Your enemies are also wounded. And as Allah Ta'ala says in another place, but you can have hope in the mercy of Allah, forgiveness from Allah, Jannat from Allah, such a hope, which they have no hope. Subhanallah Look at the difference Allah is is consoling In such a beautiful manner You are wounded You are hurt Your enemy is also hurt But guess what Don't feel sorry Don't feel sad Don't feel bad Because you can hope In the mercy of Allah And forgiveness from Allah You can hope in Jannah If you die And the opposite party Has no such hope Nothing to look forward to In fact They are heading towards Jahannam when they die So Cheer up And and don't lose heart Allah Akbar. Allah is cheering up the Sahaba cheering up the believers and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says وَتِلْكَ الْأَيَّامُ نُدَاوِلُهَا this is a beautiful important ayah and Allah ta'ala's system is such He says وَتِلْكَ الْأَيَّامُ in these days of various conditions sometimes victorious sometimes defeated these various conditions we continue to alternate amongst the people so someday you're gonna have the upper hand. Someday you might uh, face a defeat. This is the system of Allah Taala in this world, that there are alternate conditions. Sometimes you will be up, sometimes you will be down. Why is this happening? وَلِيَعْلَمُ اللَّهُ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا مِنْكُمْ شُهَدَاءَ وَاللَّهُ لَا يُحِبُّ The reason this happens is so that Allah Subhanahu Taala can make it evident and make it apparent who are those who are the true believers. And so Allah Taala can select some of you for the high rank of martyrdom and make some of you martyrs. This is the decision of Allah Taala, and Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala does not like those who are the wrongdoers. So Allah Taala is saying to uh, to the uh, the Sahaba that you know there there will be good times, there will be bad times, there will be happy times, there will be sad times, there will be times of prosperity. Uh, and there will be times of difficulty. This is the nature of life. All right. Any good condition it will not last forever. Bad condition will not last forever. Uh, Allah Taala, when He describes Himself, Subhanahu Taala, beautiful description in Surah al najab Allah Subhanahu Taala uh, says, He is the one who uh, grants richness. He is the one who uh, who grants uh, poverty. And huwa wa he is the one who sometimes will make you laugh, and he is the one who sometimes will bring conditions that will make you cry. al will make you laugh, abka will make you cry. wa amata wa-ahya. He is the one who brings the death. He is the one who brings the life. Sometimes a person uh, is young and is looking forward to life, but Allah will call him back and grant death. Others uh, that are not expecting, Allah Taala will give them, grant them new children, new life will come, which was unexpected. He grants life, he grants death He grants health, he grants sickness He grants wealth, he grants poverty So These are the various conditions That happen Don't lose hope when you have A difficulty in your life So right now we are also going through these trials And difficulties uh, Worldwide Because of this pandemic And you know people are dying M- Muslims are dying, non-Muslims are dying Young are dying, old are dying and throughout the world And even people we are know of personally uh, Are passing away from this uh, COVID-19 And from the coronavirus um, As recently as yesterday One of the, our brothers in the community His aunt passed away May Allah Ta'ala grant her shahada May Allah Ta'ala grant sabr to her family So this is uh, a, a, a time of difficulty time of trial And on top of it Or along with it I would say is the financial uh, um, trials that we're going through With the economy being shut down uh, Or majority of it being shut down Is affecting people in many different ways So Allah Ta'ala says These are the days of varying conditions We alternate amongst the people um, And we should, uh, we should not lose hope Because uh, as the poet says That when you are afflicted by conditions Then ponder and reflect over the ayat of Alam Along with difficulty is ease Along with difficulty is ease So in this ayat Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions Two times difficulty and one uh, uh, and one time he mentions difficulty and two times he mentions ease, meaning there will be ease, then there might be some difficulty, then there will be ease again. So, uh, if there is any difficulty, it is between two eras and two time periods of of ease. And so, if you're going through a difficult patch, inshallah, it will be followed by ease. If you know you have the dead of the night, inshallah, in the morning. The break of the morning, the light will come at the end of the tunnel. At the end of the night, after the winter, the spring will come once again. So, even the seasons, even the day and the night, there's so much change in the conditions in this world. Sometimes it's bright day, sometimes it's dark night, sometimes it's cold freezing winter, sometimes it's beautiful hot fresh spring or summer. So, all of these conditions come from Allah Subhanahu Taala. This can all fall under whatilka alayamu, mudabiluhabiin alnas. And another poet says, idha ma tamma nuqsanu, insanu, kama dualun, that when you're in bad times you can look forward that inshallah good times will come. And when you're in good times, then the opposite applies as well. That the opposite applies in the sense that idha Ma Tamma when anything reaches its pinnacle of height of progress then the only way forward is that it has to come back down. This is what uh, the poet says. everything <laughs> when it becomes dam and complete, then it comes back down. When the sun is rising from the horizon in the east, it keeps on going higher and higher and higher. When it reaches the peak, uh, the zenith uh, in the top of the sky, then it starts coming back down, it starts declining. The time of the starts, right? When it starts declining, it starts going back down. So, oh human being, do not become drunk with arrogance and forgetfulness and heedlessness of Allah just because you are enjoying good times. Right? Just because you are having good, great times, don't forget about Allah and don't abandon Allah Ta'ala. Right? And forget to uh, your obligations to Allah and the fact that you need Allah, you forget about everything because you are enjoying the good times. All right. So Mansurahu zamanun atu asmanu. Sometimes the time will make you laugh. Sometimes it will make you cry as well. So this is how things continue to alternate, and this is the condition of life that is Allah, Allah Taala mentions in Ayah 140. And then Allah Taala says in the next 141, "Waliyumahis Allahuladzina amanu, wajamhak الْكَافِرِينَ And Allah Subhanahu wa Taala wants to purify the believers, and through these trials, and He would, and He wants to destroy the disbelievers. At the end of the day, whether you're in good times or in bad times, prosperity or adversity, subhanAllah, the one who has true iman is never a loser. It's always going to come out on top. right? It's always going to be winning. So this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says. Even in difficult trials, it's actually a means of purification for the believer. And it will be purifying him of his sins. That is why when somebody is afflicted by Corona or and or, or any fever, or any sickness for that matter when you when you see them or revisit them while maintaining social distancing right with your mask on everything from a distance when you see them what should you say la ba'asa tahurun inshallah la ba'asa tahoorun inshallah la ba'asa means don't worry tahoorun it is a means of purification inshallah this is the masnoon sunnah dua to say when you visit a sick person tahoorun means that you are going to be purified all your sins are being purified and you are being cleansed so you can uh, insha'Allah if it is destined for you to return to Allah then you will return in a pure shape and form subhanAllah that is why if you actually ask Allah Ta'ala pray to Allah Ta'ala O Allah protect us from a death that is sudden a sudden death in a calamity um, or an accident because a person is in zin ghafra, in heedlessness and has not settled his affairs with Allah or settle his affairs with the creation of Allah and in the prime of youth or, or, or otherwise even afterwards uh, in, in health, prime of health and all of a sudden he dies in an accident or he dies uh, uh, when he least expects it then he has no time to prepare but if there is a, a prolonged sickness then there is an opportunity for the person to make tawbah to settle his affairs with Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la, to make his final will Settle up his accounts with and the debts that he has with other people, and get ready to return to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, and get all of his sins forgiven. So there is a blessing, Subhanallah, even in the sickness, right? If somebody is uh, diagnosed with cancer, for example, and stage four, and the doctors say that you know, uh, over here they actually tell you straight up, uh, in, in in Indo-Pak subcontinent back home, for example, in different countries. Uh, they they might tell the family, but they, they will keep it a secret from the sick person. They will say, "No, no, you're gonna be fine." They don't straight up tell the person what the prognosis is. But over here, they'll tell you that uh, basically uh, uh, it spread so far, and uh, we can try chemotherapy, or uh, it's not it's futile. Maybe just put on, you know, uh, hospice care, pain management, whatever, palliative care, and you're you're on your way out. You have maybe four months, six months, three months, whatever approximately so this is actually a blessing I know it may sound kind of insensitive but in reality if you think about it the fact that you are uh, given an alert prepare you have to return you have been given a timeline so now you can actually go back prepared versus somebody who has no chance for preparation no, you know imagine when you go in the grave isn't there an exam coming up there's a very major exam coming up on the day of judgment it's a day of trial so what do you think if the teacher tells the students on this particular date is the exam and you guys need to get prepared for it is that easier or the kids are not reviewing they're playing they're, they're maybe doing their homework maybe not doing their homework and all of a sudden the teacher says I have a pop quiz today pop exams st- I have a surprise exam which one is easier of course it's much easier if you know beforehand so this is a mercy the sickness and this is what allah ta'ala says every trial allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is purifying the believers wa is destroying the disbelievers and then allah ta'ala says in ayah 142 jannah did you imagine that you will enter jannah And allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, will not make it evident and will not expose and not-, will not make it manifest Who are those who are going to be truly striving in his cause And who are those who are steadfast Of course It is not going to happen That you uh, Will enter Jannah without a test and trial Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make it apparent Um, Who are the true uh, 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 Strivers in the path of Allah Who are those who are making sacrifices For the sake of Allah And who are the true patient ones And who are not Who turn their backs So Allah Ta'ala will send down tests for this Now there are many different ayats Of the same uh, uh, message In the Quran For example Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala says That Do the people believe That That they will be left Just by saying we believe With the lip service They just say with the tongue we believe And and then they will not be tested. Is that what the people think? That they will just say, Nahnu Muslimun, uh, we are Muslims, we are true believers. La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. That's it. And they will not be tested? That is a very, very wrong assumption. We have continually always this has been my way, Allah Ta'ala says, I have tested those who are prior to them. So I will test them as well then Allah Ta'ala will make it apparent who are true in their claims that they are believers and who are liars so this is a reality of life that we will have to undergo tests and trials the best amongst us the Anbiya wasalam, they went through tests and trials the Sahaba and uh, they went through tests and trials and we cannot uh, be exempted from that the only thing we can ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala oh Allah oh Allah, we are very weak uh, oh Allah do not test us beyond our ability O oh Allah, please forgive us for our mistakes And please do not test us more That's exactly what this dua means O oh Allah, do not put more burdens upon us beyond what we can bear O oh Allah, do not put such a burden upon us like you did upon people prior to us do not give us a burden more than what we can bear. And forgive us and pardon us and shower your mercy upon us. You are our master, our Lord, the caretaker of our affairs. So grant us help over the disbelievers. These are the concluding ayat of Surah Al Baqarah, a very well known ayat and well known and ma'roof uh, dua. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept these duas on our behalf. and. Make it easy for us to go through this current trial and other trials that are coming up in our life and allow us to come out victorious as stronger believers and with our sins forgiven. And inshaAllah, may Allah Ta'ala allow us to return back to him finally when that inevitable end will occur. We have to go back, there's nowhere else to go. But when we go back to Allah Ta'ala, may we go back in such a condition that Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala is so pleased to see us and we are so pleased to see Allah.